What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. A little bit of a later upload today. I had my in-person draft yesterday, didn't have enough time to get the video up at 8 a.m., but it's gonna be up now, and I figured it'd be good to just go over that draft. So it was actually, an, again, in-person draft, so I had to input all of this into Sleeper. We don't actually use Sleeper, but this is the draft, and we're gonna basically go over my thought process for all the picks, um, anything I kind of feel like pointing out. Obviously, my team is this one at pick seven here, right in the middle. Um, I had the fourth selection in what spot I wanted to get. Again, I've said a lot of times this season, I don't think it matters that much what pick you get. You can build a very strong team, whether you're at the 101, the 107, the 112. I don't think it matters too much. But one thing I know is that there are around 16 to 18. It kind of depends on the person, what they feel like uh, in non-Superflex leagues. Around 16 to 18 players that are in this like top tier. And so I figured at seven, I was guaranteed it. I thought about going a little bit beyond that because I figured some people would reach. We'll talk about the reaches that happened in this draft. Um, but yeah, I figured some people would reach, and so maybe I could go a little bit earlier. Uh, but I also didn't really want to make some decisions. Like, I didn't want to have to decide. I thought I was going to have to choose between, like, Kelsey, uh, Bijan, and Chubb. Honestly, that's what I thought decision was going to come down to. I didn't think Eckler would be there, uh, but he ends up being there. So first round uh, up to my pick is Jefferson, McCaffrey, then Kelsey. Um I don't want to call it a massive reach because if Kelsey works out, it'll be worth taking him at that point. But yeah, I, typically we see Kelsey go in the middle of the first round, uh, then Tyreek Hill, Chase, uh, Bijan, and then I get Eckler at seven. That's not like crazy value. I don't think the difference between Eckler and Bijan is anything you know massive to where it's ridiculous that you would have taken Bijan over Eckler. But I really wanted to lock up that running back because I kind of figured this league historically um, does draft relatively running back heavy. People want to get those running backs and then grab wide receiver. Um, as you'll see, tight ends is usually a position that in this league kind of gets thrown back. And that was you know, consideration for me at the fifth round, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but yeah, people usually go running back heavy. And so I didn't want to, you know, grab like a Stefan Diggs or something like that at that pick and then risk having uh, the other wide receivers. It is half PPR scoring. We do have two wide receiver and two flex spots. So it would have been fine to go wide receiver heavy. Um, I just knew some sometimes in this league, there's just massive runs of running back. I didn't want to like completely miss out. So went with Eckler there. Um, also a top player in the ranking. So that makes sense. After my pick, we get Chubb, Diggs, Henry, Mahomes goes at pick 11. That is obviously a little bit of a reach. We see, you know, the two and three quarterbacks go typically where they normally go, the 211 and the 301. So a reach for Mahomes, not going to sink your team, but you probably don't need to take them that early. Um, although, you know, if that team really wanted an early quarterback, you're not going to get it uh, at, you know, like the 311 pick. You're not going to get one of those top three. Uh, then we see C.D. Lamb round out the first round. So again, nothing crazy in the first round. Maybe Derrick Henry a little early, Mahomes a little early, and Kelsey a little early, but nothing crazy. Uh, second round, I did not think Pollard would make it back to me, especially when Barkley went off the board at 202. But I thought that that was fine because I, I set up my draft to take Eckler and go Hero RB. So I figured I'd be choosing between one of St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, or Adams. That's just kind of what I thought was going to be there. Uh, and then I didn't want to take Cup before them. It was going to be after them. Uh, fortunately, Pollard goes there or doesn't go. So I was sitting there like, okay, I this is something I haven't done very much in the mock drafts that I've shown you guys, but typically I don't get this good of value starting off with Eckler and Pollard. So I figured start off with that, hammer these other positions, wait a while for running back. Hopefully the league 
does continue to go relatively running back heavy and gives me value at wide receivers. Um, sort of happens, but I basically like just miss out on um, some value a little bit later on. I did not think Cooper Cup would fall here, but I understand there's like the um, the uncertainty around Cooper Cup. As I said in what the Saturday or Sunday video, I'm taking Cooper Cup after those top end receivers. So we know it's Jefferson Hill in some order. My order would probably be Jefferson, Chase, Hill, Diggs, and then the whole grouping of like A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, St. Brown, Wilson, Adams. After that tier, before we get into Garrett Wilson, Olave, that's where I would take Cooper Cup. So I just kind of figured, especially name recognition, um, people would take him somewhere in the late second, early third round. They don't. Adams goes off the board, Olave, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, Metcalf, Amari Cooper, and then I get Cooper Cup at the middle of the third round, which I think is worth the risk. Like there's absolutely a chance that, you know, Cooper cup doesn't play until week six. Like that could legitimately happen. I don't think it will. Um, my expectation is basically that he's going to come back sometime, maybe in week, like three or four, that general range, but I'm comfortable saying I got such a good start at running back. I think I can pick up good wide receivers. Let's take cup. We'll put him on IR when he's finally declared out for week one. If he happens to recover, you know, a little bit earlier than I'm thinking, fantastic. Right now, I've got a player that's worth a top five overall pick in the third round to pair with two running back ones. That's great. And if he doesn't, if it's delayed a little bit, I think I can pick up good enough value. Almost get amazing value. You guys know I love Calvin Ridley. I was so sad. Calvin Ridley goes the pick before me in round four. So after I go, no one's taking wide receivers. Gibbs, um, Lamar, Burrow, uh, Stevenson, Andrews, Fields. And so I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to get another really good wide receiver here, which I need, right? Because I'm taking a third round pick. That's not going to be starting in week one. Debo goes, then Ken Walker, Pierce, and then Ridley. Not the end of the world. I mean, like, I wanted Ridley, right? Because I think Ridley can finish as a wide receiver one. I think that if Cooper Cup returns in this draft, I have two running back ones, two wide receiver ones, and we're looking amazing after that. And I see a drop off in the Keenan Allen. Uh, but like, you know, I'm not upset. Keenan Allen's still going to have a ton of targets this season, a lot of opportunities in the red zone. Um, I didn't at the time realize if you could have looked ahead in this draft, uh, I have to make my team name something with the Chargers because it is crazy how many Chargers players I end up drafting in this draft, which happens sometimes in the mock drafts. I did. I love Jaguars. I love Chargers this season. Um, but that was one thing I know people are going to ask about is taking Eckler and Keenan Allen. I think that's fine. I don't think I would have wanted to take Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I end up, spoiler alert, if you look down, taking Quentin Johnston. I thought that was fine because it was really good value for him. And if he, you know, breaks out, it's more that he's overtaking, not overtaking Mike Williams, but he'd take more work from Mike Williams. Like Keenan Allen's role is secure. Quentin Johnson's not really eating into Keenan Allen's workload. Um, but yeah, the Quentin Johnson pick, we'll get to it. I just didn't see anything else really at that pick. But again, uh, Keenan Allen's still a great player. I think he's still gonna be great for my team. Uh, but we are heavily reliant on Herbert. And so when I made that pick, I was like, well, if I'm making this sort of bet on the Chargers, I might as well try and get Herbert after that. Uh, he ends up going. Herbert was also in consideration for this pick, but you know, I just missed out on like, um, you know, the top three, Lamar Jackson. And I was like, I don't think enough time has passed. I thought I could get a decent value at some point. So I just go with Keenan Allen instead. Um, after that, honestly, not a ton of players that really want to go off the board at rounds like four or five after this. Um, what ends up happening is DJ Moore 
Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Herbert, Hopkins, Dobbins, Brees Hall, Madison, Mike Williams, Akers, Jonathan Taylor, and Christian Watson. So that goes off the board and really, you know, I wanted like Christian Watson. Um, I like Dobbins, but maybe a little bit early there. Um, I don't know. There, there wasn't there wasn't that many that I was like, oh no, had to get this player. And also, like I needed receiver, right? Like I guess Dobbins would have been the one that I would have wanted, but I need receiver. I already have two running back ones. I can't be going too heavy into the running back position, even if I can start four. The goal is still to have Eckler and Pollard and then wide receivers for all the other spots. So I get to the spot and I was like, well, I know this league pushes off tight end. I know one person took Kelsey at uh, three here, but I mean, 312 for Andrews. You can see the rest of this draft, like tight ends kind of got pushed off a decent amount. And so I knew at some point I could get a value, but I also knew I'm going to get some pretty good picks for skill players later on. And I want to try and build a super team, right? Like I know that I could make this pick and I would have taken Drake London with this spot. And that probably would have benefited me early in the season when Cooper Cup wasn't able to play. I can play Keenan Allen, Drake London, my wide receiver one and two. And maybe that helps me a little bit earlier on. But I also just wanted to say, here is a tight end that could finish inside the top three. It'd be a true difference maker. And if I think I can figure out all the other positions in this draft, why not take that? Because I can't necessarily find that later on. Like I could target a Conquo. I could target Kincaid. I could target Evan Ingram and maybe they can make that leap, but why not take someone who's already there? If I think I can get good players after that. So I go with Hawkinson and then Trevor Lawrence falls to me in round six. Um, I've talked a lot about the top. What is it like seven, three, four, five, six, eight top eight quarterbacks this season, then the tier break into Watson and Daniel Jones. Um, really want to lock up one of those top eight. And it was a good value because, you know, the the seventh quarterback comes off the board at 410. I get the eighth quarterback at 606. Um, we also have a bonus. So we have a bonus for five points for every, or not every, to hit 100 yards rushing, receiving, or 300 passing. And I thought, you know, I wanted kind of a pocket passer who could get me that 300 passing yard bonus. I thought Trevor Lawrence, if he truly breaks out the season, um, wouldn't be able to get there. And again, would have really wanted Ridley. Uh, maybe I can look for a trade for Ridley or something like Keenan Allen and like a backup player here for Ridley. Um, but yeah, like the team through that point. Gets around seven. Um, I thought Javonta Williams was a fine pick. I think he's a really good value. And I thought after this point, like there was a clear running back drop off, um, even getting to that point. Not many people took running backs because, like, I wanted Dave Montgomery, he goes. I wanted Rashad White, he goes. Um, and then we see Kamara go. I don't know necessarily that I was, like, trying to get Kamara given my build. Like, if I took Kamara, who's out for the first three games, plus Cup, who's out, I'm just, like, handing myself losses. Now, we will see that I kind of do that a little bit later on in this draft, but I think I managed it well enough to where we can kind of surpassed that. But yeah, I get Javonta Williams because I was like, well, he's recovered pretty well from this injury. If he can be 100% relatively early in the season, that would be great for me. Lock up that third running back. We can wait a little bit longer because um, I do still need other running backs. Like if Pollard went down, I only had Eckler and then I waited after the Williams pick. I still need other running backs. And I knew there was going to be huge runs at some point for running back and it would be uh, pretty gross later on. So I take Javonta Williams. Um, after that, I go with JSN, another player who might not start the season fully healthy, which was a risk. I, there's a possibility that like, you know, my first receiver in round three, Cooper cup doesn't play in week one. And my third receiver JSN doesn't play in week one. And so I still, after the eighth round would have, you know, a wide receiver spot and a flex spot, like a second flex spot. We have two flexes again, 
that haven't been filled yet. And so I could start the season very slow. Uh, because of that, I lean towards Cortland Sutton in the next round. We know Jerry Judy not or probably not going to be playing the first week. I think it's all we guaranteed at this point. Um, obviously, Marvin Mims will step into that wide receiver two spot, but he's still a rookie. You got to think Cortland Sutton's going to have a very strong workload to start the season. And so I can slot him in potentially at that wide receiver two spot. And he can give me probably wide receiver two production to start the year. And I'm paying way less draft capital to get that. So that was in the back of my mind. And if we scroll a little bit later to 13th round pick for Van Jefferson, that was also in my mind. Um, Basically, I've taken Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson's going to be the one until Cup comes back. And initial projections, you can kind of see, or maybe you can't see, you might be hiding up here. I'm working on the week one projections. Um, that'll probably be up on Monday. Initial projections are not good for Van Jefferson just because the offense just projects so terribly in week one. But in the weeks that Cup misses, if I need someone in that second flex spot, I just figured, well, Van Jefferson's going to be the one until Cup comes back, and obviously I'll get a nice upgrade there. But while I'm missing this player, I at least have someone whose value is boosted. That decision did come down to Van or Romeo Dobbs. I just wanted a potential quick start for Van Jefferson a little bit more. So remember, um, we took Sutton in round nine. Round 10, Quentin Johnson. Again, my third Chargers player is probably going a little bit too heavy. But I looked at the option. I wanted Sky Moore. I wanted Traylon Burks. They go two of the three picks before me. Uh, so that was unfortunate. I really wanted those players over Quentin Johnston. Um, and I just kind of looked at Quentin Johnston. I was like, okay, my option was probably Tony. Um, but is he going to start the season healthy? I don't know if that's going to happen. I can't draft an entire team of everyone not starting in week one. I do need to try and win the first few weeks of the season. Uh, and then again, I mean, the only other receivers that went after my Quentin Johnson pick were Michael Thomas, Alan Lazard, and Tony. And we were in a range where I was like, this is kind of gross. Let's just take Quentin Johnson. He's got that upside. Maybe there's a chance Mike Williams goes down. You've got, you know, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Quentin Johnson all crushing every week. Uh, But I didn't need him to produce right away because I had Keenan Allen, Sutton, and I figured I could get someone else after that. And again, I can start running backs in the flex as well. Um, But it's a risk. Again, this is a risky build because I've got to start 500 over the first, like, Six weeks, I would say that's my goal, basically, is to start 500. Because if Cup's not playing to start the year, JSN's not playing, Quentin Johnson starts slow, I draft Jameson Williams in round 12, I draft a backup, a handcuff, and Kelly in round 14. If I can go 500 and then get JSN back, get Cooper Cup back, have Quentin Johnson starting to break out, get Jameson Williams back from suspension, once that happens, the team's going to be way better. And so if I can start off 500, close the season strong, then we're going to be looking really well. So again, my final picks after Quentin Johnson, I take Jalen Warren. You all know I love Jalen Warren. Um, honestly, that pick would have come down to Zeke, Tank Bigsby, or Jalen Warren. And so they kind of made that decision for me. Zeke goes, Bigsby go, and I probably would have taken Warren first. Anyways, after that pick, Jameson Williams, that was really just an upside play. Um, I had the option to go with Mims, but like I, I probably wouldn't want to start Sutton and Mims both in week one, that probably wouldn't have worked out very amazingly. Um, but I just didn't see very many options. And I was like, you know what? If we're going for this build type that is breakout late, why not take Jameson Williams? He cannot go on IR. So that's the one very unfortunate thing is he's on my bench. a Only a six-person bench uh, for the first six weeks of the season will not be eligible to go into the IR spot. But it's not a huge deal because I have, again, multiple players who are injured here. Uh, one of them's going to go in IR. It's probably going to be Cooper Cup and IR. Uh, so that would end up being fine. Again, I told you about Van Jefferson in round 13. That was just because I might need that strong start. 
Uh, and so I needed that production there. And then Kelly, uh, I know some people ask about that one. There was nothing at running back. I mean, you can see I could have potentially gone with Ty Chandler. That was in consideration. But my thought process was instead of just drafting someone's backup that hopefully does something, you know, hopefully overtakes these wide receivers, what are the odds that like I have Ty Chandler and you know, in week like five, when I've got potentially Cup, Keenan Allen, JSN, Sutton, Quentin Johnston, you know, in week seven, when you can add in Jameson Williams, what are the odds that that running back is actually starting in my starting lineup? Pretty low. Um, why not secure what I have, right? If Eckler goes down, at least to start the season, Kelly's going to be the direct backup. He's going to have a good role. You'll be able to start him as a running back too. And so I figure if I started off like this, secure Eckler, take his backup, and now even if we get an injury to one of those top two, we still kind of locked in the top two running back spots and we can figure out everything else after that. And then final pick, the New Orleans Saints. So that's the build. Uh, again, this is my uh, league I've been in for, I don't know, t 10 years, something like that. Um, hometown league, in-person draft. So everyone had like the, the pen and paper. We didn't have, you know, the, the consensus ADPs to go off for the site we were drafting on. I think the team worked out really well. Again, I wanted Calvin Ridley at that spot, and I think it fell apart a little bit here with Quentin Johnston not getting Burks or Sky Moore that I definitely wanted more. Uh, and then maybe it was a mistake drafting so many players that are not going to start the season fully healthy or on the active roster. Um, but the goal is to just get some wins. If I can pull out like a 2-2 two and two start, that's going to be really, really good for me because we're definitely going to peak late. I was pumped getting Cooper Cup uh, this late in the draft, and I was happy getting Trevor Lawrence right at the end of that tier. Had I not gotten Trevor Lawrence, I probably would have waited a while. Um, I would have targeted Daniel Jones, but I wouldn't have gotten him because um, I wouldn't have taken him in round seven. I would have tried to get him a little bit later. Um, I probably would have targeted uh, Kirk Cousins at some point, potentially would have gotten sniped on him there, uh, and then I would have gone after Geno Smith, so maybe I would have gotten Geno Smith in round 12. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy I got Trevor Lawrence because I got him you know, just before you know Daniel Jones, Rodgers, Watson kind of come off the board, and I do see a pretty significant jump off there, and I'm happy I got Hawkinson. That's one thing I just want to continue pointing out. When you're in these hometown leagues, you think you have some sort of edge in the later rounds. It's like everyone can kind of take dart throws at tight ends, but not everyone, you know, might be able to draft decent skill players in the later rounds. And if you think that you can draft solid skill players, the edge is grab that elite tight end and quarterback because you you can't find Hawkinson in the later rounds. It's unlikely a super late round pick is going to outproduce Trevor Lawrence, but a late round pick could be pretty good at running back or wide receiver. And so maybe take those positions later on um, and then, you know, try and build that super team. That's just the, the thing you want is when you're in the fantasy playoffs and you've got that starting lineup, this is what I'm looking at right here. These two running back ones, two potential wide receiver ones, and then, you know, two potential like top five options at tight end and quarterback. So that's the team. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section down below. Tomorrow, I'm probably going to upload a mock draft but I can't record that today. I don't have time to record it today. So it's going to be another later upload. I'll record that in the morning tomorrow. Um, probably get that up around noon. Kind of like this video will probably go up around noon. That's the end of this one. Uh, week one content will probably start or there really only be like one video for week one content, but that'll probably start on Wednesday. I'm working on the projections for week one. I'm going to do a big rankings video on Wednesday that includes like all positions, all the games are just going to deep dive into that. So Monday's Mock Draft Monday, probably nothing on Tuesday. 
Wednesday is going to be that big video. Uh, if you want in-season content, that is now available on the website. And again, if you want draft content, that is also obviously available, although many of you probably already had your draft. So that'll do it for this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, hop on the like button. Have a subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.